Like I wear socks with flip flops. I don't think everybody else in the world does that. As a matter of fact, I get clowned for doing it. So, you know, just because I do it, I don't, you know, I'm not assuming everybody else should do it. So, you know what? I've seen that. I've seen that at uh, pools out here. And that was a confusing thing for me. So at pools, that is confusing as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Dante. What's up, everybody? It's Dante with another episode of Off The Mats Podcast. And my guest for this episode is someone that I've been wanting to sit down and talk with for quite a while. We talk quite often through uh, social media, but we've never had this opportunity to sit down and just have a conversation and talk about fights and just crack jokes. So my guest today is my good friend, Stephanie. And any of you all on Instagram may also know my friend Stephanie as the curator of uh, BJJ for the Culture. Welcome, Stephanie. How you doing? Hey, how are you? It's good to connect with you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I've been I, for like the last few weeks. I guess been trying to figure out how can we get on here. Like, how can we get this done? And Finally, we're here. So. I know. I know. I think we were trying for a couple of weeks, and uh, and here we are. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for you know coming on and and being my guest. And we both uh, we watched some fights last night. Mm-hmm. So we're going to discuss that a little bit in a bit. Yes. Uh, but outside of that, though, before we get to that, just how, you know, what's up? How you been? I'm good. Um, you know, same old, same old. I think I'm just, I'm like, well, I'm right now the fights are heavy on my mind because it was kind of emotional. I know you and I um, didn't really talk about it because we wanted to save it for today, but that's that's really on my mind. But I'm I'm good. Everything's good out here. Living the dream. How's everything over there on on that side of the country? It's cold as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's I, I hate the cold so much but the fucked up thing is i was out i, I just got back from training mm-hmm. and i don't so i don't like the cold but i don't like coats either so yeah. i went out you know in a sweatshirt in, in my uh my spats and got in the car drove over to the gym got in got dressed trained left you know, just in mind you, it's fucking cold. Yeah. But I just don't like, I don't like wearing coats. I hate being in the car all bunched up and shit. So, um, I don't, I feel like that's not a problem for you all over there in sunny California, though. Coats and shit. Coats are dumb. No, you know what? Um, so yes, in California, like today, the weather is like 50, like high 50s, and um, it's sunny out here there's a little bit of wind, but it's really nice. But so, yeah, I lived in Korea for a couple of years back in my twenties, in my late twenties. And, um, I actually got to Korea in, um, well, for those that don't know, I'm Korean American and Koreans are very proud of their country, their heritage, uh, culture, everything. And when I arrived, I arrived in January, which is the coldest month of the year. And I I hated it. I literally stepped out from the airport and I was like, no, no, 
no. Because I came from California. Like California is warm relatively throughout the year. We have the sun. We have, you know, you can go snowboarding and go to the beach in the afternoon all in the same day, you know? So when I got to Korea, I stepped out and I, I said, no, this, I hate it here. What am I, what am I doing? But um, Koreans were like, yeah, well, we have the four seasons. It's very distinctive. And I mean, I experienced for the first time, like what it was like to have a winter, like an actual winter, um, what it's like to appreciate spring and have a summer. And then when it's fall, you feel the coldness coming back around. And it was nice, but like, seriously, I know this sounds like a real spoiled brat thing to say, but the weather in LA, the weather in California, you just cannot beat it. You can't, it's just so good out here. Now we know, we know we have it good out here. Well, I think that's the important thing though, too, is like you're aware of it. And, and you appreciate it versus there are people that don't know they you know, they, they live in this bubble where they probably been there all their lives. They never left. They've never experienced outside of that world. So, you know, they, they just think like, Hey, I've seen snow on TV. <laughs> I know it gets cold somewhere oh, no. else, but when, when you've been elsewhere and then, you know, when you've been through the bad and then you get to the good, you know, to appreciate the good. Man, I bust my ass in snow so many times I hated it. I, I was like, I, I try to look cute in the wintertime one time. That went away real quick. I learned real quick. No, no, there, there's no fashion. You just, you dress for warmth. You, you're surviving out there. And um, I'd remember falling on snow. And after that, I was like, I, I can't do this. I'm not built for this lifestyle. So hats off to you guys, like the rest of America that experiences, um, that goes through like, you know, what did you say? Ice, ice storms and stuff. Yeah. Fuck all that shit. Oh man. No, that that's not some shit that I'm into. I dislike cold weather. I used to live in Michigan where it's just, it's fucking, it's dumb cold up there. Like yeah. Maryland, it gets cold. And like, like I've said before on the previous episode, it's cold for no reason in Maryland. Sometimes, sometimes it's just cold and there's no snow, mm-hmm. but in Michigan, it's, like when we get snow here in Maryland, it's like it's an event. Everything shuts down. We go to the store, buy up all the toilet paper, the bread and the water, act like, you know, we're going to be stuck in the house for years when really we're just going to be stuck in the house for like three hours. And, you know, but then once it's gone, it's gone. In Michigan, it just snows consistently for like four months just for fun. That's just not fun. That shit is whack. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you all are out there in 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 pleasant weather. You know, I, <laughs> me personally, I'm down. My wife, she's like, no, I like having seasons. I'm like, fuck seasons, dude. I, I don't yeah. like allergies. I don't like cold. I don't like dumb shit. Wait, but do you guys have um, earthquakes out there? I think that's the only one of like amongst other things, but like naturally, that's like the one thing that we have out here that. Um, I feel like no one else really has. We have like the earthquakes and everyone constantly talks about the big one that's going to come soon. Whenever, whenever things kind of go crazy out here, mm. sudden weather changes, like when it shifts from like hot to cold really suddenly, and it's kind of like out of, out of color for the, for the weather to switch like that. Then a lot of us start talking about, uh, there's, you know, we should brace ourselves. Maybe it's the big one coming this time, you know? So we've had earthquakes here in Maryland. We've, we've actually had, I mean, we don't have them often, but we've had 
I remember when I first moved here in 92, 93, 92 in that, in that window, I remember we had a series of like small earthquakes. Now, mind you, all the earthquakes that we've had here in Maryland, I've never felt one of them ever. Oh, okay. Like it just worked out that way. The, the one, the first one that I remember we had, it was during PE class, I guess. Everyone else in the school felt that I didn't feel it. Then I think they're like aftershocks later on that night. I heard something fall. I thought it was my grandma. And me being the immature kid that I was, I chuckled. But, <laughs> you know, I was like, ha, ha, ha. You know, I was like, oh, no, that's not okay. But it turns yeah. out, no, it was like aftershocks. Aftershocks, some shit fell down. And I was like, okay. Then um, I think we had another one. And I think we we're out for recess or some shit. You know, again, didn't feel it. Then years later, when I was working at a uh, jewelry company, we all went to lunch. You know, they catered our food for us, like had like a little cafeteria and whatnot. I'm sitting in the lunchroom and again, didn't feel anything back in the vault where we were picking the orders. Apparently the beams were shaking and, and you know, that was none of this shit has ever occurred to me. Maybe I'm living in the fucking matrix. I don't know, but. <laughs> I've never fucking felt an earthquake and I'm not saying I want to because the shit sounds terrifying, but like Maryland, we've had a few of them out here as, as far as I understand, but I've never experienced it. Maybe I'm just too good for them. <laughs> yeah. I've, um, I think the most recent one we had was like about six months ago out here. It wasn't really that far. It was like less than 20 miles away. And I think the epicenter was like four point something. So it, it actually woke me up and, um, you know, I, I posted about it on Facebook because that's what we do nowadays. Right. We, we, we like look it up on social media, but I posted about it and then immediately other people had like commented later. So I'm like, okay, so it wasn't crazy, but all I remember thinking is like, should I, should I get up and go? Should I put my clothes on? Like how, you know, because, but then it goes away. So it's fine. But, you know, I think my biggest concern out of all of that is more like I I tend to sleep um in the nude and I know my friends are like telling me you you don't care about life do you you know and I'm like listen if something happens and I have to evacuate immediately and I may or may not be fully dressed listen like if someone has a problem with that, that that's 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 their problem. Like I, I'm just trying to like get my stuff together. So I don't even know. Um, that's the last thing on my mind. But maybe I should start start um, not being like that. Putting some clothes on. Look, yeah. man. I like it. My feeling is on that. Look, if I'm sleeping naked and shit goes down, I got to run out butt naked. You're welcome. I mean, that's just how we <laughs> rock and roll here sometimes. Because I mean, I feel like if if the house, you, let's say there's an earthquake and I'm, I'm butt naked, you know, I'm probably gonna run out with a blanket at least. But you know, yeah, I, I, I hope. I don't know. I'm not sure where my mind would be. I might actually just jump out the window. I don't know. I think uh, Henry Cejudo mm -hmm. uh, ran into some kind of uh, situation where like uh, th there are fires uh, out there in California. You had to jump out the hotel window. Uh, I I, I, can't, I don't remember if he was naked. That I don't remember. But he had to jump out. He he, he was definitely in bed, though. Yeah. So I feel like maybe I wouldn't grab a blanket because I'm kind of worried about dying. But I'm also worried about my balls. So yeah. I got to jump out the window. I don't want him getting cut. 
So I'm gonna grab a blanket, wrap them around my nuts and jump. That's what I'm saying. I mean, listen, if you have a problem with me and you see me holding like a blanket up to myself, but we're like, you know, but we're outside. It's like, mind your business. Like I made it out alive. Okay. Like just, you need to reshift your focus yeah. and uh, make sure that Ooh, I'm I mean, okay. Like we're, we're in these times where everybody's worried about what somebody else is doing. So if I, <laughs> if I got to jump out the window, I'm like, how am I going to explain to my kid? This man is butt naked. Well, tell yeah. him that I didn't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> like there's that. And then also like, I don't know. Just don't worry about me, man. Am I alive? Like, like that, that's the important thing. I didn't die. It's cool. Like, we'll worry about the nudity later. And I yeah. mean, also, why are you staring at my butt? Yeah, like avert your eyes. Yeah. Like at this point, you have the problem, not me. Yeah. So um so I don't know. To- yeah. <laughs> I just I sorry. I just thought it was crazy. Like people, people thought I was crazy, but I'm hoping that there's someone out there who can uh, understand at least like, or at least be like, you know what? I do that too. And I would do that, you know? So, so I always find it interesting when people try to, you know, shame others for sleeping naked. It's like, you know, I, I feel like more people than not sleep butt naked. And it is like, you know, yeah, like it's just because you don't do it. Don't mean not everybody else does, doesn't do it. I mean, I don't know. Like I wear socks with flip flops. I don't think everybody else in the world does that. As a matter of fact, I get clowned for doing it. So, you know, just because I do it, I don't, you know, I'm not assuming everybody else should do it. So, you know what? I've seen that. I've seen that at uh, pools out here. And that was a confusing thing for me. So at pools, that is confusing as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what's going on here? (laughs) Why? why? So I do it because I wear, I wear slides everywhere like year yeah. round yeah. Like, like it's it's there's snow on the ground right now out in front mm-hmm. and that's how i walk out the house in slides and socks and other clothes but yeah. you know yeah, that, yeah. that's normal <laughs> to me like for other people they see that shit and they're like what the fuck is wrong with this guy and i'm like fuck you you know what that's kind of like um for a while the girls in california were doing this but we were wearing like jean shorts with Ugg boots. And I, I think I, I was kind of confused with that. I got what they were doing, but I was a little confused too. I I'm glad you got it. Cause I don't get it, but I'm not, I'm not a female though. So maybe that's part of it too. Hey, it's the fashion, right? You gotta do it for the fashions. I guess. I, I mean, I'm the least fashion conscious person you'll ever meet. <laughs> like, I don't, like my wife asked me something about clothes one day. I was like, I don't know, girl, I wear t-shirts. Like I wear comic book and jujitsu t-shirts anywhere and everywhere. If, if you invite me to a wedding, expect me in sweatpants. So <laughs> th- that's just how I rock. And I'm not, it's not, I'm dressed for comfort. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be comfortable as fuck. I'm not trying to be all, cause I was thinking about that shit the other day. I was like, yo, why do, why do people wear ties? This shit is dumb. I mean, what does a tie even do? So it looks neat, but it's not functional. Yeah. Functional. functional. Yeah. Functional. functional. So I don't know. That That's that's just my rant on that kind of stuff. But it's good to know that we know how we would handle a situation if an earthquake happened and we're sleeping yeah. naked. We, we're, we're sleeping running. naked, but we're going to grab a sheet on the way out to yeah. at least, you know, cover our, you know, to look to appear decent somewhat. And uh, if you ever see either of us outside, just be happy that, uh, 
we're yeah. safe yeah, and that, don't that, look at me. That should be the first thing. It's like, oh my God, you're safe. Steph, you're safe. Big hugs. And then we're like, okay, I'm going to stop Why are you naked? Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's your clothes? Yeah. But it's okay. You're safe. <laughs> like they come up, Dante, you're so safe. We're going to hug you. It's like, what's that rubbing against my leg? No, <laughs> mind your business. Like, why are you all up in my business right now? This is what I do. Like, and then you can't like look at each other in the eyes anymore. It's like, this is awkward. I know. Yeah. Right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what is that? What's what? Do you have a, <laughs> what is that down there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> back back to reality. Yeah, right. yeah. Let's do that. So yeah, uh, yeah. Let's just jump into these fights because mm -hmm. th there's a lot that happened mm -hmm. in in like there's a, a brief message at the end. I don't know if you're writing that as a note or if that was a message to me, but like there there was some emotion. So. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Some, some big feelings um you want to just go straight uh to the main card and just kind of go fight fight for fight on there sure um i i do want to i do want to talk a little bit about the prelims just because um yeah. i don't know okay well first of all like you and i as you know both of us obvious it's no surprise we both are fans of mma mm -hmm. we have a lot of respect for them and stuff so um both of us, I know we watch the prelims and I always say like, yo, never sleep on the prelims because sometimes that's where all the action's at, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, um, let's see, sorry, I'm pulling up the, the cards just cause. Ooh, yeah. Good call. Like I have notes, but I don't, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just a bunch of words. I don't even know. Oh, well, the only one, the only one, the two I do, well, there's, there's, Three, but the third one I want to just tell you, just me and you. Mm, yeah, yep. Maybe we can cut that out or something. But there's two that I do want to talk about, which is the the one between the ladies, Pollyanna Vienna versus Mallory Martin. Pollyanna yeah. won with that real sick uh, submission. Was it? Um, I think it was a triangle. So she started into the triangle and she had it for a while mm -hmm. and then um, she transitioned to an arm bar. Eventually. Yeah, that was nice. And I can, t I can tell Mallory was trying to do that thing where you kind of roll over your shoulder to kind of um, get out of that. But she realized like, there's just no way because Pollyanna started uh, hipping up once she had that arm secured and it was, it was just, it was game over for her by then. Yeah. As soon as she secured the arm, it was pretty much there wasn't much room for her to wiggle anywhere. Um, even with the triangle, the triangle looked tight. Like I was sitting here looking, I was like, damn, dude, like what more does she have to do? And I guess she was like, fuck it. You know, let me go ahead and get this arm. I know. I, I know if I get this arm. Yeah, you know, there's not much more she can do from there. So. Well, I remember, I think it wasn't tight in the beginning. She lifted up to slam her when she <laughs> did. That's when she was able to adjust it tighter. And and that was like when I was watching it, I was like, oh, I'm going to make a note of that. Because sometimes you think when you're training, like because both of us, you know, obviously I watch fights and then I try to think, how can I apply this in training jujitsu? And sometimes when you're when the submissions quite not locked in yet you still have that real slim chance of like getting out by doing like a hail mary type of thing and you can maybe slam them or or kind of do some kind of a scramble out of it or something and that was a big eye-opener for me like if, if you slam them sometimes 
it'll get that in tighter. And I think that's what happened. But again, she transitioned from the triangle to the arm bar. And that was when, you know, that's how she ended up getting her. Even with the, you know, the transitions too, even those looked good. You know, it wasn't like, it it wasn't like she was moving and, and things were sloppy. You know, it's like everything was tight. You know, yeah. like once she got the arm and started transitioning, everything was in a tight place. And like I said, you, you could just see it's like there, there's not there's not much wiggle room for her. There, you know, there's maybe one thing she can do. And even like you said, it's a Hail Mary. And even with that, your arm is still there. She still has control of that arm. You try anything. She she's going with you. And chances yeah. are you're getting tapped. Yeah. I'm looking her up right now. She's she's a purple belt. So, I mean, that's that's a that was a good job. You know, she had real good ground control there and she she did, she got her she got the submission. I mean, it was good. And and that Ooh. was one that I uh going into it just looking at it, it was like I, I think um Mallory I feel like she was favored. I think uh, so. And you know it, yeah, go ahead. There was something about that just that didn't seem right, and, and I'm I, I'm no odds maker. I don't know. It was just yeah. there was just something. It was like I don't know. Like I I think we y'all need to like look at that again. But yeah. I mean that's and that's not to disrespect or anything. But well, you know they they uh they the commentators said something, and I remember reading about this. Um, Pollyanna actually there was uh she had an attempted robbery on her and she beat the shit out of the guy who tried to rob her. Um, this was on the, the news. Oh, I, I forgot how I think long I remember ago. this. Yeah. But um, it was her. She, he attempted to rob her and got his ass beat. Um, in doing so, I think, Oh, it was, it was like a, a little while ago. Yeah. I, I yeah. feel like I posted that on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. years ago when it when it happened it was at least two years ago at least mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well you're gonna learn today <laughs> hey, like hey, that that is again the definition of fuck around and find out he exactly he found out yeah he's like here here take your purse back i don't want it yeah you know what i made a big mistake i'm sorry ma'am <laughs> <laughs> like Oh my god, I, I can't even imagine what he was going through after that. His voice probably sounds like, dude, what the fuck? I, I fucked up. Yeah. He <laughs> like I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He just it yeah. it just looks he looked fucked up. Yeah, he, he yeah. looked like he got victimized. Mm-hmm. And he like that's fucked up. He woke up that morning thinking to himself, Yeah, I'm going to get some money today. I'm yeah. getting paid today. And he ended his day sitting there thinking man i fucked up uh-uh. like i like where did i go wrong in life <laughs> so but uh moving on to the other fight i wanted to talk to you about about the prelims this was a huge one for the jujitsu community and um i know you know it was the hadolfo vera yep. versus anthony hernandez um this this was a uh, wow, and uh, he Anthony Hernandez won via submission via an a, a guillotine. Yep. Um, Hadolfo was favored to win. You know, um, Hadolfo, he's oh, a world champ, multiple ADCC champ. Yeah, yeah. This was his first MMA 
loss to date. Uh, I was very, I was stunned. And the only thing I thought this morning was um, he needs to fire his strength and conditioning coach. He gassed out. He gassed out at the end of round one. Like, not yeah. even at the end of it, at the middle of round one, he gassed out. Well, that, that was one of the things that, you know, I, I noted, like, right away was, like, his pressure. He was just press, 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 yeah, press, yeah. press, press, press. Like, he was on him. And, you know, I'm sitting there, things like, I, I don't, can he keep this up for three rounds? I don't know, dude. Yeah. Like when, when you're pressing like that, you've only got so there. There are a few fighters that can do that, mm -hmm. but you know, with this guy, it's like I'm looking at. I was like, I don't know, man. You, you know, and it could be, you know, he's got it, but he clearly didn't. Mm -mm. And just with all that pressure, eventually, you know, you're gonna wear out. And not only that, you're giving your, you know, your opponent time. You know, if you're just pressing, but you're not really doing anything with that pressure. If yeah. you're just pressing, they're just chilling biding their time waiting and, that, and that's exactly what uh hernandez did you know he found his moment and he locked in that guillotine yeah. and, and took the win that i mean it was it was huge it was like just listen you know we're we're coming off not so long after that uh white belt who uh hopped on um, bjj fanatics and uh, was talking about making little micro adjustments <laughs> and took the back all sneaky like on a purple belt and uh, submitted him and bragged about it. And um, mm. and I, I was like, man, does does what's happening? No, I'm all joking aside. I mean, like a purple belt getting a black belt, first of all, in any in any jujitsu only tournament, this this would almost never happen. You know, but MMA is definitely a different beast. I had actually messaged a friend of mine who who transitioned to MMA, a pretty well known guy, and he was like, "It's a different beast." You know, you don't you, you don't know what you're thinking. It's so different in a cage versus on the mats only. And um, you know, you just saw it right there. We all witnessed it last night. Like. Uh, he thought he could get the guy. He thought he could get him with the submission. We all saw the attempts. He couldn't, but, mm -hmm. and when he couldn't, he just could not defend and he could not like counter. And, and I thought I was hoping that like little break in between rounds would kind of get him back up, but he was, he was done. You just saw it. He was, just, his gas tank was on empty. Well, there, you know, and with the transition between the two, that, you know, there are other factors in there that, you know, you, I, I don't want to say, I don't know because I, I've not fought in the cage. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get punched in the face. Me neither. Cool. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there are other things that you have to factor in there. And it just seemed like, again, with all his pressure, he's thinking, all right, I'm going to, you know, get in here and press this dude and, you know, wear him out. And then I'm just going to make some micro adjustments and, you know, <laughs> yeah. me, like it, but, um, <laughs> But, you know, you, you, you have to be conditioned, you know, all around, you know, where, you know, where you might go down to the ground, you grapple a little bit, you know, but once you're back up on your feet, now you got to be able to start striking. So you got to be conditioned for, you know, yeah. for your kickboxing and your boxing. Um, and, you know, and if it ends up going back down to the ground, now you got to be conditioned for your grappling. And it, it's just a different vehicle altogether. And I couldn't imagine having to do it. I couldn't imagine what it's like. You know, 
being on the ground, grappling, then we get to our feet, and then suddenly you hit me in the mouth. And I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I got to dodge this. When you're in the cage, you're being well-rounded in, in all facets. It's like, okay, well, if we scramble to the feet, now I know where to go from here. You know, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, try to, you know, press them up against the cage or, you know, drag them back down versus, you know, sometimes guys get there and they're just like, oh, shit, I'm tired. I, I burned up all my energy down there on the ground. I don't have the energy to get them back to the ground. Or I don't have the energy to press them. So, and, and it's, he ended up in that boat where he burned himself out. And when the tables turned, he was just like, oh, man, shit, I fucked up. You know, I've, I've, I've never fought in the cage, but I've, I competed a, a couple of times. And, um, the one thing I competed as, I competed as a white belt and a blue belt. I haven't competed as a purple belt yet because, um, I got my, I got promoted and then COVID hit. So, um, I wasn't able to, but the first thing at my first tournament, I, I, I recognized was, wow, like the adrenaline dump and all of that is so real. Cardio is so necessary. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I was also cutting, so I wasn't doing as much towards like the last month or so I stopped doing, I stopped doing as much like weight training and I was focusing more on cardio, trying to like make weight and uh, keep, keep up, you know, keep up, like keep the cardio going. But that's so important because you just gas, like you don't know what pace that your opponent's about to go and you want to, you have to like be ready, you know, just stay on ready during the entire five minutes or whatever. So it's like, you don't want to gas and then you don't know how long you have in between rounds for your next, your next opponent. And you got to just, you can't be exhausted so it's it's definitely like a mental game too of like you you got to push but you got to know when to kind of pull back a little bit you can't be on a thousand the entire duration of the round otherwise like it's not going to do you any favors but i i i'm going to stick to what i said which is he needs to get rid of his strength and conditioning coach and um he's definitely going to bounce back he's definitely gonna mm -hmm. you know like He'll come back. I mean, he before this, he was still good. I mean, he's still good, but he just needed. I think this is kind of a a learning point for him. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, this is an end for him. I mean, mm -hmm. And I, I think also too, when guys come in with that pressure, the ideal is the hope is I'm going to press and I'm going to you know end it here. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to attachment end it. And when that doesn't happen, I think uh, uh, there's some panic that comes into play there because it's like. Well, shit, my expectation was to end this here and it didn't go the way I planned. Mm -hmm. I don't have a backup. Um, and, and that's the thing. That's where levels come into this, because, you know, when you get into those, you know, higher ranked fighters on those higher levels going into title fights, you don't see a lot of that. Mm -hmm. you, you don't see a lot of guys coming in, pressing like that and burn themselves out um, too often. Occasionally it does happen, but most of the times, you know, they have a good balance of their pace. They know, all right, I'm going to come in and do this, work on this. That doesn't yeah. work. All right, I'm going to dig into the bag. I got something else for you, you know, so, but he'll, he'll be straight. He'll be all right. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to, you know, watching him um, in the upcoming fights as well. So I can't wait. Yeah. I got a real quick question because I, yeah, every, every time I watch the fights just on ESPN or uh, pay-per-view even, mm -hmm. the, how do you feel about the tweets in the in the bottom corner that come across? 
I mean, sometimes I like, there's sometimes I look at it and um, sometimes I just ignore it because I'm so like captivated by what's going on the screen. So I'll miss it and then I'll see a flash of it. Like yesterday's, I remember thinking there was something Bruce Buffer had tweeted and I was like, he's there. Why are they? Uh, <laughs> anyway, and I'm like focusing back on that. And then I see some person that I don't know, some, you know, some singer or act, like actor or somebody and I'm like I don't know who they are you know it's kind of like whenever actors or it, like people celebrities give their opinions on politics and it's like nobody like like how Dave Chappelle said like nobody gives a fuck about what Ja Rule thinks at a time like this right <laughs> like nine out of ten I don't really pay attention I do pay attention I try to if I catch it and it's another MMA fighter then I'll try to take note of it, like, oh, he caught that, or he's talking shit, or whatever. But um, it's it's a it's a hit or miss for me. Why? I don't like I every time I see them, and I don't even pay attention to it until it's a pay per view. When I'm when I'm actually having to pay for the fight, that's uh-huh. when I acknowledge it and I get pissed. I'm like, I don't get. Well, I think if it's a fighter, like they had tweets uh-huh. only from fight fighters. I, I'd be fine. When I start seeing other celebrities tweeting, it's like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're not even a fan. You you only became a fan because it's on ESPN now. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> I, no, that's how I genuinely feel about, you know, a lot of it right now. It's just, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think we've talked about this before where, you know, I love fights. I, I love this sport all like just from top to bottom. MMA. I love it. I've been watching the shit from the beginning. I dropped off and then came back right before the big boom again. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would be on Facebook. Every I, I would order every single pay-per-view. And I would be on Facebook posting about it, hoping, you know, kind of, you know, putting that filler out there, hoping like, hey, hopefully, you know, I got a friend out there that watches these shits too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when the, you know, when the timeline on Facebook little history thing comes up. I'll scroll through from time to time and see, oh, yep, I was the only one to talk about it. Not a single comment, not a like, not, not nothing. Yeah. You guys are dicks. Um, and then, you know, when it jumped to Fox, you start seeing a little bit of traction. And, you know, and, that, and that's the ideal, though, too. You put it on a bigger platform so more eyes get on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then I would be out with friends, you know, playing poker or something, you know, put the fights on just prelims. And, you know, I'll hear somebody make a comment, like a shitty comment at that, like, you know, having no idea what the fuck's going on, you know, when, when they're, you know, on the ground doing jujitsu and someone to make a stupid comment. I was like, God, shut the fuck stand up. Stand them up. Stand them yeah. up. Yeah. Shit oh, like that. God. It's like, like, shut up. You know, then, yeah. um, you know, then once the ESPN deal hits, then it became a whole nother beast. Now it's like everyone every week talking about the fights which you know on one note it's good that it's gotten its shine and and people understand now that this is a legit sport but then you get people that come in only for connor like yeah connor connor could be anybody yeah Yeah. it's like a motivated it's like back in the day a motivated uh, bj penn can beat anybody you know that's how people are now with connor motivated connor can beat anybody it was like i mean i guess like that's not to take anything away from connor connor is a great fighter like mm-hmm. I, I, I've been a fan, but it's like I'm always a fan of fighters and teams and stuff. But I hate fans, you know, like blind fans. It's like, yeah. well, like, like during the Connor fight, 
you know, when he fought Nate Diaz the first time and, and he got caught. And, you know, people just, you know, with their nonsense excuses. I mean, he got caught and he got choked. That's that's how it happens. Oh, I rejoiced. I was (laughs) I was happy. (laughs) No, the happiest I was for a a a fight was when Holly knocked out Rhonda. Oh, Um, that was another good one. Because I've been saying for years before Holly even got there. When she was, uh, I think she was in LFA, I believe. And I was like, I think that's the chick that's going to be be the one to take down Rhonda. Wow. Uh, I said this to a, a co-worker because uh, this co-worker, she, she uh, trains Muay Thai. And mm-hmm. I would sneak over to her desk and just sit there and eat food and talk fights when they were probably looking for me throughout the building. Like, where the fuck's Dante? <laughs> but um, ironically enough, her name was Stephanie as well. Mm-hmm. Um it sounds like all my, my good fight friends names are Stephanie, but yeah. she and I were talking about it and I was like, yeah, I think it's going to be Holly Holm. This chick Holly Holm is going to do it. So when they announced the fight, I remember saying, man, I don't think Holly's ready for this shit. I think Holly's going to get fucking worked. And we're at a buddy's house and this buddy, he just loves Rhonda. And when Rhonda got in there, started getting popped. You know, everybody else in the house, you know, we're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And you could just see him in the corner. You could see it. He he was not feeling it. Then when she, when she landed that head kick, I jumped up off the couch. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I know at that moment, he, he, the first thought in his head was like, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. But that that was the happiest. I, and it's not because, like, I'm happy Ronda got knocked out. It was like, oh, shit. You know, I, I, I told you this was going to be the check. Mind you now, if we were placing bets, I would have bet against Holly. <laughs> but yeah. and then and, and that co-worker, she put on Facebook, she was like, shout out to the only person I know that uh called Holly Home over on the Rousey years ago. And I was like, Oh shit, like thanks for that. Thanks for that recognition. But I'm gonna be honest, I was picking Rhonda last night. Uh, <laughs> but that yeah, but that and then yeah, when Connor lost to Nate, I was like, Yes, good. <sighs> Um, but yeah, basically, yeah, whenever I see the tweets, I get annoyed more so from the celebrities than yeah. um, like fighters. I'm like, good, you know, because they know what they're looking at. They, you know, they know what's up. And sometimes they might be shit talking. But the celebrities is like, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, the, and I guess it's really that way. But yeah, fuck them. Um, this is, you know, you said something uh, earlier about betting, but this is why I don't bet. I, I go with my heart too much and um, mm-hmm. it might not always be the logical thing. So I'd rather just watch it. But um, there's something delicious about seeing the fighters that are, what is that word? I, um, I'm going to jump into wrestling now, but in wrestling, there's the heel. The heel is the bad guy, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. There's something delicious about seeing the heel or the, the villain you know, the bad boy get his ass knocked out or choked out or beat up mm-hmm. and and not getting their hand raised. And I listen, I don't want to take anything away from Rhonda, but when when more and more women started coming into the sport and women that are more well-rounded than she is, mm-hmm. you know, it, they exposed her glass. They exposed like a lot of holes in her in her game. And um and yeah, like I mean, I know she's doing well now, so I'm not trying to take anything away from her. She's doing, she's making more money now than she ever 
she ever did in the UFC, but um, I was pretty happy when she finally got stopped. Well, and that was something my wife and I were talking about one night. And like, I know what I'm going to say is going to sound really shitty. I'm going to say it anyway. Say it. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, like you said, sh- like as more women came into the sport, they were more round, well-rounded than mm-hmm. Um, And a lot of those women that she was fighting, you know, were women that probably shouldn't have been in the cage. And I don't want to say shouldn't have been in the cage. But it was like they weren't. It was like one foot in, one foot out type type careers. Mm-hmm. So you know meanwhile Rhonda is training full-time you know th- this is her life this is her job where you know you get other fighters that are training but they also have a full-time job elsewhere so it's like how much time are they really able to devote to just training and, and kicking ass and you know when she fought Kat Zingano I thought that you know this might be a real challenge for her. and Kat you know she just made a misstep you know she took a misstep and she tried to charge her and, and just you know fell into an arm bar. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think, you know, you let that fight play out. I think Kat beats her. Um, I, I think Kat, you know, is a well-rounded fighter. You know, mm-hmm. I was calling for years for, uh, you know, Amanda Nunes to get a shot at her, you know. So I was happy when Misha finally said, you know, uh, you know, Amanda Nunes deserves a saddle shot. I was like, yeah, she does. Like, this chick has been out there destroying women. But, you know, you're at a point now, you know, you know, where you're getting more women that they're training full time. This yeah. is their career. This is their job. And, you know, Rhonda, you know, what she's done for the sport for, for MMA and women's MMA, you know, specifically, you know, that cannot be doubted. She is definitely a Hall of Famer. And, you know, what she's done for the sport, it, it, you know, it, it's been amazing. But, you know, now as time is going on, we have, you know, again, women like Amanda Nunes, Megan Anderson. We have, um, you know, Ashley Yoder. You know, we have Paige Van Zandt. You know, we have these fighters that this is what they do. Mm-hmm. They are fighters. Rose, you know, uh, you know, Jessica Andrade. You know, all these fighters that this is their career. And, you know, now you put these women out there and they're they're here to fight versus you know before where it's like they're here to fight but it's like hey remember i also gotta i gotta go to work tomorrow you yeah know? and you know rondo didn't have that at that time she like all she was doing was training so um but it, it was still and i think she got to a point too though where her head started getting a little big you know when she was in the holly fight i know, was she, gonna say she, i mean she has a she had a pretty shitty attitude or like a real poor sportsmanship. And I think that's what made it so easy for me to just not like to be real happy when she lost. Cause um, who was it that she chose? She chose not to shake hands with. And then the other uh, one were Misha. Misha. Fight, yeah. She stood up and just, you know, walked, walked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I get it. You, you're pissed and stuff, but come on like that. Just, I think right then and there it was like, man, you, you know, you need to be brought back down to earth because she truly thought that she was unstoppable. But it's, you know, that's not the case. Well, and it's funny because it's like, I think she took that shit to heart, though, too, being the villain. Because when you look at, you know, fights like um, Usman versus uh, uh, Kobe Covington, Mm -hmm. those dudes were talking mad shit. And I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure afterward they still shook hands. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I believe, um, but you know, and you know, it, it's just when you get into those, when you get in your head and you think like, you know, I'm this, I'm that, and uh, you know, 
I deserve this and I can't be stopped and I can't be beat. Yeah. It, it's so much better to see that person get stopped because then it's like, yeah, like what you think was going to happen? Um, they, like, but it's been said also, she was doing a lot of other side stuff too. So maybe she wasn't all the way in the game at that point either. Maybe she wasn't mm-hmm. training her hardest either. I still think Holly would have won, but I, I just think, you know, maybe at that point in the game, Rhonda was kind of looking like, well, maybe I'm on my way out. I'm acting now, you know, uh, the WWE looks really, really attractive for me, mm-hmm. you know, so hopefully she goes back to that. I watch WWE every so often. Um, and her, Shayna Baszler, um, Justin Duke, and uh, there's one other. You know, they always call themselves the four horsewomen. And then mm-hmm. in pro wrestling, there are um, four other women uh, who call themselves four, uh, the four horsewomen as well. So I wanted to see some kind of like little clash there. But I don't know that Ronda's coming back. And that's fine. Oh, she's. I, I haven't followed her. After she left uh, UFC, she completely dropped off the face of the earth for me. But... So, so I mean, you know, because that's not really my my arena. But so she's not wrestling anymore either. No, no, no. She uh, she went in. She did well early on. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they, you know, put the the belt on her, put the world title on her, the women's title. She defended that a few times, uh, and then she lost it in a big match at WrestleMania. I think it was the first time women headlined. WrestleMania mm-hmm. as the main event, which was a huge, huge thing as well. I bet. Um, she lost that in a uh, triple threat match where basically three women are fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I think she hurt her hand and just was gone after that. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the status is, but it doesn't seem like she's coming back. So mm-hmm. hey, whatever. I mean, like you said, you know, she's doing well. She's got her money. So at this point, she don't really got to do shit. I think she's playing a lot of, uh, you know, video games on Twitch, I believe. So, you know, if y'all trying to catch up to her, go find her on Twitch. Yeah. See you around. Um, That major sidetrack. Sorry about that. So, Um, uh, yeah, the main card. Main Um, cards. So, so, yeah, let's just talk about, you know, the the fights that really stood out. Um, You know. yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Like to be honest, because I'm staring at the, um, I'm staring at the uh, main card on UFC, and the the only ones that they all the ones that really stood out is the Julian Marquez one because it's mm-hmm. a submission. You know, I love those. Oh yeah. The Ricky Simon Brian Keller one. I didn't really the decision one. I was like, okay. So I have the fights on actually in the background um, as we're talking. Mm-hmm. That fight just ended. Um, the the uh, Keller and uh, Simone fight, which mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't really have a, like I have a couple notes there, but mm-hmm. you know, nothing really substantial. I mean, Simone had again really good pressure, and his takedowns were, you know, just almost unstoppable. Now, Keller was throwing that front kick though; he was he was he kept throwing the, uh, that straight front kick, um, and caught Simone a couple times with it. But I, I think just at that point. You know the few points that he caught him with the kicks, he just didn't have enough to to generate anything because Simone just kept just kept pushing forward. He was not he he was going to be denied. So um, that's all I really got on on that one. And that was the um, that was the second fight on that card okay. um, on on the main card. Um, otherwise, Marquez with uh, winning with the Dars that that 
that, that one. Special. And then he shouted out, um, "What's her name?" Yeah, uh, Miley and Cyrus. That, yeah, and that that shit was hilarious because um, Miley Cyrus was like, "All right, we'll shave that on your chest or something." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, th- th- there's a platform, you know, and you know, <laughs> you want to make that shout out, you know, get get Hannah Montana's attention. Yeah. Know? Um. So yeah, we could uh, go ahead and jump in and talk about uh, Marquez. Um, finishing okay. with the Dars in the in the third. So, uh, what are some uh, takeaways from that that one uh, for you? Let's see. Seeing the foot stomp at the very start mm-hmm. of the uh, the round by Patolo, and I thought, oh, here's that foot stomp again. Like I, I know I had sent you a meme earlier this week about <laughs> foot stomps, because um, yeah. uh, leading up to the Usman fight, and and uh, I I. How do you feel about foot stomps? Um, I, it, it's weird because I know it's fair game, but it's also one of those things where, like in old UFCs, where you can hit, you, you can uh, do groin shots and and pull hair and shit. Mm-hmm. But there are a few fighters that they spoke with their opponent and agreed beforehand. Hey, none of that. Even though it's in the rules, we can do it. You know, let's just respect each other and not do it. That's how I feel with foot stomps. It's like, dude, don't do that. Yeah, I, I'm not crazy about them personally. I know that it's fine in the rules, and you know it's fair game. But man, if you stomp on my foot, and we we doing more in the parking lot afterward. Yeah, like, I'm headbutting you and everything. Yeah, we like it's gonna get dirty because mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm just real particular about things, especially like this. Like, yo, why are you gonna stomp my foot like that, dude? What's well, part yeah. of the rules? Okay, you know what else is in the rules? Me hit you with my fucking car. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, Precisely, it, it, yeah, yeah. This shit is that one is dirty to me. I, like now, I'm fired up. Fuck that. You know what though? I'm kind of a dirty uh, grappler. I uh, and I only do this to people I really like, so they know who they are. Um, and I tell them like as I'm like grinding my elbow in their face, or you know, and I'm like, I just look at them and I'm like, sorry, but it has to be done. And then I I start like working my techniques and not, and then they're like, I can't believe you're doing this, but I'm like, but it's not illegal, you know, and I'm using every part of my body. So I mean, what's the problem here? But um, I don't know. I saw that. I saw that. And I thought, Hmm, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not, I don't like it. I don't, I certainly won't like it done on me, but um, you know, it happens. It, it happens, but it's like, and, and it's not, you know, every fighter, you know, I think it's just like um the foot stomp. People forget about it until yeah. someone does it. Then it's like, oh, shit, that hurt. Like, damn, dude, that hurts just thinking about it right now. I'm not crazy about foot stomps. Same. But that's the first, uh, the takeaway. But I thought, you know, I thought the fight was good. I thought, you know, both gentlemen were just kind of going at it and they were both like, they were both giving pressure. But again, at the at the way end when he gets him down, gets goes for the anaconda and anaconda and Darces are my favorite submissions. Um, just just because it's so, it's just so like I, I don't know what it is I love about it so much. Maybe sinking it in like your arms around their neck and just like it's kind of like a crank. It's also a choke and it's so intimate because you're just bringing them into you. Like I don't know what it is, but I saw that I was super happy for him. The yeah, when he when he got that locked in, yeah, it was like um my wife and I were sitting here watching it. And you know, I grabbed her like, you know, I you know, I grabbed her, I was like, Oh shit, he's going, he's you know, he's he's got the darts. She's yeah. like, 
what, what, like, what are you doing? Like, why are you excited? Like, oh, you're, you're not even paying attention. But yeah, I was <laughs> like, when he locked in that Dars, well, at first I was like, okay, I was like, another guillotine. All right. And then they rolled into the Dars. I was like, okay, here we go. Like, yeah. There you go. Um, I mean, Patolo, you know, again, he had, had some good pressure too. And I think it's just, you know, Marquez, you know, he weighed him out and got him. It's like, okay, press all you want, but I'm going to get what I need. And, you know, that's how it went. And they got him in the third. So, you know, I think that that's, you know, kind of p- plays into him, you know, waiting for his moment. And, you know, his moment came in the third where it's like, okay, you're worn down now. You've been working, you've been working, you've been working, and now I got you, you know. So good for mm-hmm. him. Um, and what's the next one was uh, the, uh, the Simone and Keller uh, Keller here, which we kind of went over that already a little bit. Um, I mean, again, mm-hmm. good pressure from Simone. Um, he didn't give dude any room to breathe. So and that's how you do it. You know, if you're going to if you're going to press like that, then have the tank to do it, you know. Yeah. And and he clearly had the tank to do it because every single round he pressed and it was like, damn, dude, I man, that that's enough to crush crush your will. Like the way that he was pressing. I yeah, I, I know I'm not meant for fighting because if he would have been pressing me like that, I was like, dude, I quit. I'm done. I'm done. Like, yeah, same here. You know what? Like you cut, listen, you got it. You 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 take it. That's like, all I you. Cut, I cut weight for all this. I'm hungry as shit. I just want to get out. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, is there a Denny's nearby? A Applebee's? Come on, son. What's up? Um, and actually, right now on my TV in the background is uh, uh the Kelvin fight, which yo uh, Kelvin, he looked good. He yeah, man, this it was all him. He I thought he he put a like you said he put a lot of pressure. He was he just he was unstoppable. He was great, I, and he hasn't fought in a while either, has he? No, no, no. It's I think, been a while since I've seen him. Well, yeah, what was his last fight? I don't even remember. But um, it's been a minute. And, you know, the with him, you know, you can see in that fight, he's the veteran. Yeah, like, the guy absolutely. That he's going against, um, you know, was going... The, the guy was going for Kimura after Kimura after Kimura. And there are a couple mm-hmm. times... That, that first Kimura that he, he tried to throw on Kelvin, it looked scary but kelvin kelvin looked cool he looked relaxed mm-hmm. you know almost kind of annoyed <laughs> you know like what the fight come on dude like is it amateur hour the fuck out of here but um he was calm and collected and you know he showed you know he definitely looked like a veteran in there he looked like the pro and just controlled that fight from beginning to end um you, you know, know- no, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking up his uh, stats right now. He hasn't won. Um, his last win was against Jacare Souza in 2018. Um, mm-hmm. Since then, he he's lost. He he lost to Israel Adesanya April of 2019. Uh, he lost to Darren Till November 2019. Then he had one fight last year. Um, against Hermanson, and he lost to him as well. So this definitely puts him back in the win column. And yeah. and I was like thinking, why haven't I seen him? But I think I guess, he, I mean, he went up against some big names, so that's probably why I didn't remember it. But Kelvin looked good, and he did. hopefully, you know, this is you know the start of a, a win streak here for him because mm-hmm. he's a good wrestler. He's he, like he's a good wrestler. And people forget. 
that he's mm-hmm. a good wrestler. Like, not just a good wrestler, a great wrestler. Um, he's a good striker. You know, he's just a good fighter, and people just, it's like people forgot. So hopefully this is the start of a, a win streak for him, and he can start stringing it together and, you know, get back to a, a title fight because I like Kelvin. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I like him. So, um, but in in the guy that he fought, um, you know, um, he he didn't look terrible. I, I think he is just like he's in there with a you know a, a top ten guy. veteran. Yeah, yeah and he, you know he's and 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 I heard the con- uh, the commentator saying Kelvin is only twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so he's he's still like he's still got some. He hasn't like he's still got some time, you know. Yeah. He's still yeah. Um yeah, like I, I always forget with these fighters, you know, when you're watching for years and you realize like oh that dude's only 29. Yeah. Um oh another note from um the fight uh the gentleman that he was fighting it he uh he did a Granby into a, a back take on Oh, Kelvin. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't know, for some reason, I was tickled by that. That shit, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I felt like a little kid giggling. And I saw that, and I was like, again, my wife looks. I was like, what the fuck are you laughing at? Yeah. Like, like, why are you so mean to me? Like, I'm having joy right now. Uh, but otherwise, Kelvin's takedowns looked good. Mm-hmm. His stand-up looked good. He looked good on the ground other than, you know, the Kimuras. And even with that, you know, he didn't, you know, didn't lose to the Kimura. So, you know, he was calm and collected when, you know, he was being um, worked on. So good for him. Yeah. And um, going into the, the next, the next one with the ladies, Macy Barber versus Alexa Grasso. I thought this was a really tough, tough. I thought these ladies were tough. I thought these ladies were both incredibly, um, both of them were just putting it on each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no Macy, room to breathe. Macy Barber's a tough girl. I, I'm not the biggest Macy Barber fan. I don't dislike the girl. I don't, you know, she's just, Macy Barber looks like, um, she looks like she's from Baltimore. Um, so, and, huh. and what that reference means is she looks <laughs> Yeah, like she, I was going to say, uh-huh. She looks like she's always looking for a fight. Mm, okay. Uh, I think she's from Chicago, so it's really not far fetched. Mm-hmm. So, but um, she came out there. It, I, I think you know because she hasn't fought since uh she fought Roxanne uh, Maldoferi about a year ago, uh, and she tore ACL, I believe. And so it looked like that those first couple rounds. I think the first round, especially, it was just like that that ring rust, um, getting in there and trying to get reacclimated because she just looked a little she looked unsure at times just like her timing looked off mm-hmm. and then the second round you could kind of see her kind of get in the feel for it but alexa's pressure you know up against the cage like we had to have been frustrating for her. and once they get to that third round macy just starts swinging for the fences she called it she called her a couple times and i think alexa at that point was like okay all right i i don't you you can see you're looking for a way uh, just to get a breather at a couple mm-hmm. points. And, you know, Macy was like, fuck this. Like, it, it would have been nice if Macy, I like Alexa Grasso. I'm, I'm a fan. 
my you know i was a fan back when she was in at uh invicta but um but you know for the sake of macy early on in the fight it would have been nice to see her come out like that a little bit but also you know there's the concern of her gassing out too so i i think maybe the you know kind of slowly getting back into it worked in her favor but it also worked against her because that last round is where she really turned it on and she probably needed to turn that on in the second round yeah yeah i mean i just i remember thinking um these these broads are tough i i'm kind of like you i i don't have a favorite i don't dislike either of the women but i just remember thinking you know either way either way it goes but i i just thought alexa was definitely the more the more um she just she just did a little bit more and it showed she got the decision and she she came out on top well like alexa you know when they ended up getting to the ground too she looked good there um you know her grappling has definitely improved so good for her on that um her her cage pressure in the double unders when she had double unders on macy you can oh, see yeah. macy was just so fucking frustrated she looked yeah. angry um in in between rounds in between uh, round one and two there was this weird moment where uh, macy had said something but you know she looked just she looked frustrated but it was it was a weird frustration where it's kind of like as a fan you're concerned you know you're looking like oh man i don't know if she's you know she might be looking for a way out of this yeah but once she got to that third round she was like fuck this let me lay out my inner ball more and start swinging and next thing you know, like I said, she looked like she's from Baltimore, Maryland. She came out there swinging. She looked like the girl that I was seeing in Baltimore County that I'm probably going to cross to the other side of the street just to avoid her. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to get hit. She looked like she would just hit me for funsies. And I'm not into that kind of shit. Yeah, I'm good. No, you know what's interesting? I was watching. Um, I don't I don't remember whose coach it was. It was for one of the coaches in the prelim fights. He steps in and he like I think for the third match because it kept like it was imminent that it was a it was about to go to decision and he's like listen he didn't say anything else but I just remember him saying listen I've seen you do a lot worse during training I need you to do that right now like yeah. you you need to do that now and he had no other no other advice other than that like I needed you to go balls to the walls now this is it was and that, um I, was that not macy's fight uh no it was for yeah, it was for it was uh it was in the prelims and i remember thinking damn like that's because i had just heard the other the other coach saying like all right he keeps kind of doing he keeps like going for this takedown or you keep going for a takedown and he's going to try to get a submission on you so stop doing that he was giving the other coach was giving him some sound advice like more technical and then it moves to the other corner and he's like whatever you know I've seen you do some shit during like during training camp. You need to do start doing that now. Like you're not doing that. Do that. And I just remember thinking how like how different it was, but like that could work, you know, and maybe that's what Macy's uh coach said to her too. Like, listen, I've seen you do way worse for far less. You need to you need to turn it on now. Um and again, Macy's fucking youngest shit too. I think she's like 22. So this ain't thing for her. So yeah. I mean, you know, she, the Roxanne fight, she definitely, um, you know, didn't win that one. But again, she, you know, she blew out her knee, 
she she was you know losing the fight anyway but mm-hmm. um she blew out her knee and i think you know that you know fucks with your head too but you know she's not done yeah i, I think that was her first loss so this is her second loss it so. was this is last night was her second loss yeah, yeah yeah so you know and that's the thing you know being this young and you know it's good to get that shit out the way early so that way you can start building that character. You can start building who you are and understanding, you know, what it's like to take the loss and then bounce back from that loss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when she does get back in there, it, it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, like I said, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan, but I don't dislike the girl. I, mm-hmm. you know, but I do want to see her do well. I want to always see the fighters do well, period. So yeah. win or lose, you know, if you lose, I want to see you come back and win the next one. So, mm-hmm. you know, good luck to her, and I want to see where it goes from there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yo, so I just pulled up both Gilbert Burns and um, Usman right now. Usman, I'm sure you already know this, but 17, he, he, Usman is 17 win streak. Mm. 17 win streak. Because yeah. I had seen something on social media about this, so I want to point that out. And Burns was on a one to six win streak until last night. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So like, yeah, I know Usman lost his first fight and never looked back. He was like, "Fuck that losing shit." Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> um, he wow. So I know I don't know if it was you, but um, I I I was talking to somebody. I was talking to some people about this leading up to the fight and they're like who do you who you got for this and i said listen my heart wants burns to win but my mind says uzman's gonna win and this is why i don't bet anymore because i used to i'm just at this point now it's it's if i do any kind of sports betting it's the same as just me pulling all my money out and then lighting it on fire (laughs) so i don't do that no more i don't even care if it's for a friendly five dollars i just i get too i i I love what I love and it's it's not going to be a decision that I make using my brain. It's going to be a decision based on um what I feel in my heart. But last night's fight was very emotional. The last time I was emotional in a in a sad way like this was Khabib. Mm-hmm. So I haven't felt sadness like this after a fight since then. With this fight there was like yeah, my heart was with Burns, and mm-hmm. I felt like he could do it. It, it wasn't even. It was like I, I think Usman, he's a good fighter. Like, he's a great fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great fighter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. seven, seventeen and one. Yeah, seventeen straight wins. Um, the, the one thing like with Usman, he he takes he takes some shots. You know, he takes some hits, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, how many more can you take? Um, you know, so knowing, you know, how Gilbert Burns has been kind of, you know, coming along with the strike and just like dropping dudes and, and you know, just like putting it on people. It was like, you know, what? I think he could do it. I think he could catch him. I think he could catch him and put a stop, you know, to him right there. And sure enough, in that first round, like he caught him. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, but part of me was kind of like, I, you know, I wanted Gilbert to win, but I was like, oh, not man. like this. Not <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 let's get to the third and do this. Like, yeah. don't do it in the first. Like, come on, man. I want, I want to see a fight. Um, 
you could yeah. tell when Gilbert the every time he would he would get he would get um Usman it would like in, especially in the first round cuz Gilbert came in hot in the first mm-hmm. round and you can tell like every time he would just tag him it would it would freeze him freeze him up for a second you yeah. know like where am I what's going on here right but yeah. the second the second round it it turned around for Usman and it was like he he was like no nah, we're done we're done playing these games and um it just this it just flipped the script on on uh Gilbert and man it was tough watching him just i think once he got him down and he Gilbert was on the ground for like the final time and obviously Usman wasn't going to play games with him like that and go on the ground with him and oh yeah he, because he was like, no, he just the whole time he was just standing. He wasn't even trying to engage, and that's when that's when um when he just started bombing on him. He when he got in and just started bombing on him while Gilbert was uh, his back to the the ground. Yeah, like, heartbreaking. Like in the first round, um, you know, a similar thing happened. When Burns went to the ground. Who's mm-hmm. my new? And, and and honestly, that was that time he needed to recover from that big shot that he took early on. Mm-hmm. Um. But he, he was like, I'm not stupid. Like, yeah. I'm not jumping into your guard, dude. I, yeah. I know you. You know, and I mean, you know, these are two friends. So he definitely knows better than, yeah. than to jump down to his guard. Um, and it's like, again, Burns, was, you know, was landing big shots early on. Like, he was connecting, you know, just almost on everything. Um, I think one of the things that helped Usman in that first round, you know, was he was um, peppering him with leg kicks here and there. Mm-hmm. So you know, trying to you know make sure, all right, keep him away, you know, keep him under control, and then when Burns hit the ground, that gave Usman enough time to kind of get his wits about himself and recover. Yeah. But you know, once I got to that second round, Usman was like, "Okay, fuck this. I know who I am." Yeah. And, and the thing is, when he caught Burns that first time, when he rocked him, Usman hesitated. It's like he hit him. You could see Burns was in trouble, and there was a yeah. pause. And, and like, cause when it happened, I was like, "What the fuck's what the fuck just happened?" Yeah. Like, he hit him, he rocked him, but he didn't go in for the kill. And you know that might have been, you know, just out of respect, being friends. Um, but you know, he he was landing that jab uh, pretty handily. You know? No, and then he switched stances. He went yeah. from conventional to southpaw. Yeah, and that, that's yeah. I think that's what kind of started like because his. His jabs became, you know, like it. It, it just—I think that's what switched it up on him even more. Yeah, the switching the stance definitely, like, threw a wrench in everything. Like, um, and I and, and I think, like I said, like when he landed, uh, when he when he rocked him, you know, he kind of hesitated for a minute, but then eventually, yeah, he started throwing the jabs and he smelled blood and he he started pressing and pressing, yeah. pressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you got to the third round, you know, it was just, it was a wrap from there. It was just a matter of time. Yeah. Because um, even, um, you know, no matter what Burns would do, it's like he didn't really have anything to offer. Usman was not scared at that point. He was like, yeah. there's nothing you can do to me that makes me worry about, about you now. So yeah. I'm just going to keep on throwing my shots. Now you're down. Now I'm going to go. And you can see Herb Dean. Herb's like, you know, I want to get in here and stop it, but let me give dude a little. Yeah, bit let me give him a chance to, cause yeah, he, he doesn't want it to be an early stoppage. I saw that too, mm-hmm. and I was like, stop, no, 
stop no and then finally he like went in for the stop and that um, that man that ending and, was and the emotions afterward that i'm getting chills dude that shit because yeah. again i don't know what it's like to be on that level i don't even really know what it's like to like compete that hard like to the point where you pour all your soul into it but like burns you know emotional and crying afterward yeah it hit me in the heart i was like Mm -hmm. like like and and honestly that makes me a bigger fucking fan like that that makes me like he just wanted it so bad he he want he just he you know he worked so hard for this and Mm -hmm. for him to call out his teammate you know his teammate like he knew on some level if your teammates with somebody you know what the other person is capable of you've seen them you've trained with them and all of that and you you if you put you put it all out there you think you know what i'm ready i want to take that title i want to i want to go for it and you know for obvious reasons they they trained at separate gyms yeah leading up to this and this wasn't the first time this was for a while because they tried to set them up before and something happened i don't remember what happened but the initial one couldn't go through but you just see like he just wanted it so bad but this is a clear case of just wanting something but you're just not like you it wasn't your day you're just not at that level and you really see that there's levels to this game you see that and I like you said, it, there's something about seeing somebody who just loves what they do and gave it their all. And also some like when you see a grown person, not even just a grown man, but just somebody crying like that. Uh, yeah, it, it, that was that was all. Yeah, that shit. And I saw that. I was like, damn, dude, like this dude. And that's not to say, you know, other people don't want, you know, their wins as bad. No, yeah. but like when when you push yourself so much mm-hmm. and you call out a teammate and, and it's not even in a disrespectful way too. Uh-uh. it's, you know, because times have changed. There used to be a point where, you know, you don't do that. You know, like yeah. with uh, uh, Vidor, you know, calling out Anderson. And, and, and you know there's some static there because they used to train together. Um, John Jones, Rashad, you know, you know, similar deal. Um, you know, it's just like now it's like yeah, you can you can fight a teammate, you know, and you know there's still you know not static there, but just with Burns, that shit, it was like damn dude, I I want this dude to win every fucking fight from here on out, and I want Same. I want yeah. that champ. And, 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 I, and I thought that he, I, he, he could have, he could have won. I, I think he could have won. I mean, it's just Usman, you know, he, he figured it out and turned it on. I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm not letting this dude hit me like this again. Like, like, Cause and he even admitted it. He said it in the post fight. He was like, yeah, he caught me, you know, like, and, and that's a, that's a big thing because a lot of fighters don't don't own up to that a lot of times. Like, uh, you know, they caught me, but you know, it was no big deal. He was like, he caught me, and you know, I was worried. <laughs> like, shit. 
but you know Burns will be back, and hopefully you know they put him. You know, hopefully they don't fuck him over and you know start putting him in like you know shit fights and then say he didn't earn earn a shot back. Like you know, keep him in the you know top tier and that high profile standing, so that way you know when he does get back to his title shot, there's no question that he earned it and he definitely. Yeah fought the top guys to get back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it in a situation like this though with Burns, you know, and trying to get back to a title shot, how many fights do you think he, he should have before uh, getting a, a rematch? Oh man. I I can't, you know, on this type of stuff, I can't call it. I I definitely feel like again Earlier I said he uh there's levels to this there's levels to this sport and you see it right and I saw it we both we all saw it last night so mm-hmm. he definitely needs a couple more I feel like before he can he can ask for I, I'm not I'm not those people that think you know oh I, I want him to have a rematch or a you know a trilogy or something I don't I just feel like we've seen it. We saw what happened. Like, I'm not really interested in seeing a second or third. I've never been that type of person anyway. Um, mm-hmm. If there's like a great movie, I'm, I'm, you know, the second one never, never really ma- like matches the hype of the first. Sometimes it does, but most times it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really big on that. But one thing I did, uh, speaking of, um, you know, second shots. Usman makes a makes hey. a call out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, to Jorge and Jorge had left a comment under under saying something about you know I'm tired of him saying like the the prep time the prep time was too short. Like I'm down to see him again, so I think that'll be interesting. Jorge, mm-hmm. I think is. I'm not too sure of him. Like I, I, I definitely think he's good, but um, a few seconds, like you know, those like knockout knees and stuff. Like, yeah, you, you can't. He went the distance with uh, Nick Nate Diaz, and um, you know that also made me sad because I'm a Diaz fan. But <sighs> I don't know that Jorge. I mean, you know, he he's definitely, you know, pulling up and, you know, yeah. he's out there now. In the way that, you know, UFC specifically goes at this point, yes, you know, you earn your fights, but also if you're even remotely close to the top and you got some recognition to you, they're going to push you to the front of the line because, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, hey, you strung, to, strung together some wins and also people recognize you now. You're on the cover of the video game. All right, well, let's go ahead and... uh push him up there despite you coming off a loss um i don't think jorge beats uzman in the rematch i don't think so either i don't think so i honestly i honestly think uzman because you know i did jot down here you know who's next but then that was before he called out jorge um but i honestly think i'm just looking at you know welterweight welterweight right now I mean, Leon Edwards hasn't fought in a while. He he needs to, you know, get out there and, and you know, because it'd be interesting to get him back into this mix. But he mm-hmm. just hasn't had a fight in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I that that fight, uh, Kobe and and Usman, 
I still go back and watch that fight. That shit was fascinating to me. I'd like to see it again. I think that fight was really, really close. You'd want to uh, see them run it again? Yeah. Like, I'd be interested in that. Um, you know, th- those are the two. Well, that that fight inter- is more interesting to me. Um, and Leon Edwards, if he gets in there again and, you know, wins impressively, it'd be nice to see him, you know, step up and, and get that fight as well. Like I said, I'd love to see Gilbert at some point get in there and, and get a title. I don't care from who in, in that, you know, group. And, but yeah. I think the dude, the dude is a, is a really good fighter. And yeah. I, I think he can, I, he can be champ. So I'd love to see them run it back, but not immediately, obviously, um, because, you know, it was a clear, clear cut, uh, you know, decision, you know, it was a knockout. So, you know, I, I always feel weird when like someone gets knocked out and they're like, all right, run it back. And it's like, well, no, 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 no. Yeah. We know who won. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not a question. And even Usman versus Colby, even though the fight was stopped, if that fight goes a distance, I don't know who wins that fight off, you know, off the decision. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to see that one again. Because it's like, let's see if Usman can break his jaw again. You know, <laughs> like, you know, I, I like Kobe, actually. Like, I, I don't care for, you know, you know, the, the, the politics. Yeah. I, I like Kobe. He's a fucking really good fighter. Like watching his fights. I'm like, damn, dude. Sheesh. Like this dude is a nightmare for anyone. It's just, it's just good watching his fights. It just feels good seeing his pressure and just in his pace. He's just go, 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 go. And it's like, God damn, dude, I get tired watching him. So, but I enjoy his fights as well. So, um, I like to see if Usman could break his jaw again, or or just completely stop him this time. You know, that's that's an interesting fight to see. Um, and you know, again, like I said, Leon Edwards, throw him in the mix. Just I, I think Leon needs to to get a fight in there somewhere. Um, but it sounds like it. You know, if Usman's one in Jorge and Jorge wants Usman and you know, Dana's like, fuck it. I think their pay-per-view did over a million. Yeah. Uh, so they're like, all right, do it again. And did I, did I order that? I feel like I ordered that one. I don't know. I know I watched the fight reluctantly because I, I, when, when that, you know, got announced, I was like, eh, I'm not really interested in this. Like, cause it was supposed to be Gilbert then, mm-hmm. but I was interested in the, the Jorge Usman fight at the time. I don't know if I'm going to be interested in it next time either, but whatever. It, you know, I'm more interested in the next card coming up on March 6th. So, like, you got three title fights, and I'm there for all of them. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I've seen it. Amanda Nunez is coming back for that one, right? Yeah, uh, 145. Yeah. So, um, I, I'm probably going to order that one. So, uh, more than likely, do the same deal. Um, yeah. Because that, I, I I don't like, you know, is he going up to light heavyweight? Oh, like, mm-hmm. not that he can't do it. I don't. It's like, look, uh, you know, Blahovich just won the belt. Let him go and defend it in his division against, you know, his division. You know, instead they're like, ah, bring up the the middleweight champ. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. Izzy. I yeah, think. So yeah. Um, I I just. It's like let let Jan fight, you know, some of the other light heavyweights. Um, yeah. Let that be what it is. 
you know, is he, you know, I don't know who's down there at middleweight right right now for him, but you know, because he he's an unstoppable force. I think mm-hmm. that that fight should be a fun one to see, but at the same time, it's just it's one of those fights where I'm like, you know, I, I feel like Jan has other fights in his division that he could handle. You know, had he cleaned out the division, like if this was John Jones as uh-huh. like heavyweight champ and they're moving Izzy up for that fight, do it. John has cleaned out his division. Let him fight, you know, another champ. I mean, in just the shit talking alone for that, I would be fascinated by. So, but that, and then you got Amanda Nunes fighting Megan Anderson. And mm-hmm. then, uh, um, Young. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I'm, I'm into that one. So those three fights, I don't even know who else is on the card. Those three fights alone gets my money. So yeah, wow. This I'm actually looking it up right now. Thiago Santos, uh, mm. the guy with that huge hammer on his chest. Yeah, Alexander Rakic, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is it's gonna be absolutely, absolutely crazy to watch. Um, and and Thiago Santos, he fought to a split decision with John Jones. Mm-hmm. So, which is crazy that the uh, Dominic Reyes fight was a unanimous decision for John Jones. I thought yeah. there's something didn't add up there, but but I mean the you know Tiago Santos, you know, I, I think should still be kind of in, in that picture for um the title fight. So I don't know. I just I'm not crazy about the move up right now. So but either way I'm still gonna order the card. I'm Ooh. still gonna it. this is exciting. Yeah. Um and it's it's March sixth, so that that's about the right time because usually I don't celebrate my birthday on my birthday when I you know do fight cards. It's usually I celebrate it in March. I order a fight card in March. I'm like, all right, everybody come over, let's watch these fights. What I really mean is, hey, you guys watch me get drunk while these fights run because <laughs> that's what happened last time. I got fucking sloppy drunk. I don't remember the fights. So, <laughs> are you a Pisces? Yes. Yeah, my sister's a Pisces too. Um, I don't know. I'm always told like you're a Pisces, you should like to swim, you should like seafood, and I don't like either of those things. <laughs> I like burgers and steaks and I don't like the water and I fucking hate the beach and the sand. Yeah. They, they put me in the I'm, I'm a city kid, you know. Yeah. Me in the city. So I don't know. But um anyone that's listening, you know, all twelve of y'all. My birthday's coming up on Sunday, February 21st, you know, this upcoming Sunday. So if y'all want to, I don't know, send something to to my PayPal or something. I don't know. I don't know how those girls be doing on Instagram. Send me some money. And Yeah, uh, you know, I wish I could do that. Like, uh, You have a better shot than me. <laughs> like, you know what? Goes, but people like, don't know that I'm a, like literally just now or at the start of this podcast, someone has sent me a message and was um, – let me what did he say he i had forwarded this meme to him um and he i was like well my ex just sent it to me and i think it's more applicable to you and he did not know that i'm a woman and i think that's the general consensus so uh, he was like he assumed my ex was a woman because he thought i was a guy and he goes does she want to be my ex? And I was like, uh, 
unless you're into men and women, because my ex is a guy, I don't know if you'd want me to, you know, have him DM you. And he was like, oh, word? Like, I didn't know. So um, I think, um, I don't know. I have a friend who's been telling me to hop up on OnlyFans and do some um, naked jujitsu techniques. I've been saying it too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, but going back to the initial thing, I, I, I'm not a, I'm always been independent. So I'm not sure how women, I, I really want you to bring a woman on the podcast to talk about how do you go about asking people for money without asking people for money? I actually have that in the works. I'm, I'm talking with someone now trying to, trying to sort it out. Just, um, just trying to really sort out the scheduling of it all because I want to know. Because for a while, people thought that I was, well, not for a while. There, there are a few people that thought I was a woman because I was posting really? on female posts. Oh, wow. And then I think, thought, yeah, it, it didn't go over well for for, <laughs> for me. Then it went over worse for them. Yeah. Because so, they sent me a dick pic and I sent one right back. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, are we playing games here? Are we comparing? Like, I mean, <laughs> like, what's up, son? Sorry, I didn't trim up because I, I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting company. But, uh, you know, I just got to show you what I'm working with since you're trying to show me what you're working with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, then the question was for me, it's like, you know, I didn't I didn't get a heart uh, response back enough. Like, <laughs> yes. like, damn, dude, <laughs> that's how we doing now? I mean, yeah. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Thought we was homies. You know, it's interesting you say that. So, like, um, someone had pointed out because um, this, this like, jujitsu, jujitsu pages on Instagram, because that's how you and I connected and met. Mm-hmm. But I was told, and I, I see that it's more of like anyone who runs like a meme page or a jujitsu page, it's it's more mostly men. So the natural assumption is the person, the admin behind the account is a male. And um, one of the guys that I had met, um, real nice guy, his, he, his, uh, his, his Instagram is at gay4jits, super nice guy. And he, he was like, we had met up because he came to LA to visit. And of course, like, I wasn't that far from where he was staying. So I was like, yeah, let's meet up real quick. And um, he was like, dude, if guys knew that you, like you, a woman, was running this page, I bet you anything, your your follower count's going to go up or, you know, you probably have a lot more DMs in. And I was like, you know, the follower count increasing is great. Not sure about the DMs. I don't think I'd be able to handle you know, just be like, and I don't know about you. I don't know if you have a lot of people in your DMs just asking you questions or trying to just connect with you, but that alone is a full time. It, it takes some time, like, you know, having to sort through everyone's messages and to respond and whatever. It's, I, so I get, I get DMs. Um, it's, it's weird because I get a lot, but not like consistently. It's usually almost like one day 
where I get like a lot of DMs. I don't know how I don't it's probably like everybody just gets together and say, hey, let's all do it now. Cause it always seems like it's this one day where people just all send me DMs and I'll wake up and I was like, fuck. This is a lot to keep up to. But it's it's only like one or two days a week. Like I you know, I know people that do nonstop. It's just like um uh JB, Jits bitch. Like her DMs are just like flooded. To yeah, point she told where, me. I was sending her a message. I don't hear from her for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, hey, friend, what's up? Are you alive over there? You okay? Like, yeah. Like, okay. And then, you know, I'll see her post. And say, okay, she's good. She's fine. That's all I want to know. Um, But I I like my little bit of, you know, not, you know, not being acknowledged. You know, it's like I'll get a few questions, you know, just – in general about hey can you repost this can you share this and i don't mind uh, you yeah know, always, you know i'm always okay to share and and repost stuff because that's how my page works anyway my page can't function without you know accounts like yours you know and as silly as that may sound it's like well, that's how i started you know i i don't think that i'm clever enough or witty enough to make memes the way that you all make so well, you know, I, I do a meme every so often, but um, I end up second guessing it a lot and then I'll just throw it away. But um, mostly I'll see something hilarious. Like you post a lot of fucking hilarious memes. I'm like, OK, <laughs> I, I got to share that. And I've gotten to the point now where it's like I don't want to share too like too much or too soon because then it yeah. becomes a thing of, you know, well, your account is basically BJJ for the culture part two or uh, BJJ judo um part two you know because i share a lot of your posts and um a lot of um bjj judo's posts yeah um so you know i do try to spread it out but i also get messages from people asking hey can you share this technique video and i I let people know politely it's like i don't mind sharing just understand that i have a cue like i have hundreds of posts ahead of yours yeah so and it's you know it's tough but again, I don't get that too, too often, you know, like one or two days a week. I might, you know, open up and I'll see like double digit DMs is like, oh, shit. OK. And then a lot of that, though, too, is someone liking a story or someone replying to me. But um, I don't get a lot of jujitsu questions because I think people figured out this guy doesn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. Like. Fuck, they figured me out. No, like I'll get like I do actually get questions on um BJJ Wiki's Facebook about jujitsu like um technique and, and stuff like that. And I try to give the people as best of an answer that I can because I mean I'm I'm just a blue belt. So I don't really know shit. Um and, and I say that like basically under the guise of I feel like I'm still, you know, we're all still learning. Mm-hmm. But I, I always feel like, you know, people have this ideal or at least white belts have this idea. Like you're a blue belt. You know, you're, you're, you're on the next. I was like, no, I'm still on the same level as you. I'm still learning. You know, like when, when I bring my friend in on Sunday and, and train with them, you know, he doesn't train jujitsu. Like this is all new to him. So it's easier for me to train him. Because we can go over basics versus if you're another blue belt and you're asking me a question about a technique, maybe it's just that we're looking at different you know different perspectives i might be able to give a little pointer there but honestly you're probably going to be better served going to a purple belt or a brown belt or a black belt um or a higher level blue belt you know so it's 
it's just like that. I don't really have a whole lot of DMs, and I'm glad not to because, like, I like that I can go into my DMs and I have a conversation with you. I have a conversation with um, my friend Tiana. You know, I have a conversation with my friend Zach, uh, my friend Paige. Like, I like being able to jump into the DMs and talk to friends. Right. Versus jumping into the DMs and and when I say friends, I mean people that I feel like I can talk to comfortably. Like one of the things I enjoy with our relationship is like you will call me out on my bullshit. Like if if I'm saying something dumb or if I'm like making an excuse, you don't say it in a rude way, but you let me know like, yeah, well, it's like don't do that. You know, it's that simple or mm-hmm. do it this way. Like, like get your shit together type deal, you know, and, and I cherish those types of um, relationships versus, you know, having a bunch of people send me messages and, you know, I want to be able to help people and give them the info that they need. But I also like to engage in conversation with my friends yeah, um, because, I, I feel shitty if I saw that you sent me a message and I didn't look at it. Anytime I see that you send me a message, I click on it immediately. Because oh. it's like, oh, okay, like whether it says, you know, you shared a link with me or, you know, I see that, oh, okay, she wrote something. Let me jump in and see what's going on. Make sure yeah. everything's okay. Like I used to, you know, like, you know, there, there'd be a point where like you would send me a message like on a Monday or a Tuesday, like, hey, you know, just checking in. It's like, dude, that's really cool. Like, yeah, like, I, you know, I looked forward to those things because, again, you know, people have this feeling about social media, how it's rotting people's brains and like it's it's good for nothing. Me being the kind of person I am, I'm very awkward. I'm a shy person. Um, I, I'm uncomfortable with people, period. But I do feel like I formed relationships through Instagram where, you know, if, if you called me, it was like, hey, man, I'm in a I'm in a bind and I need, you know, some advice or I need this. Yeah, if you call me at like four in the morning, you know, I'm there. Yeah. You know, versus, you know, there there, you know, or situations where I know people, um, you know, personally that it is it's an attention grab type deal. Yeah, it's 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 interesting you say that because this social media is something it's like we we, everyone knows that this is like such a new phenomenon i think Mm -hmm. we're like the we are at the cusp of like the last generation that like lived a life that for the first half of our lives we did not have social like we did not have the internet we did not have social media whereas like kids that were born you know in like half the kids that are on social media now they've never lived a life without social media they've never lived a life without the internet it's always been there from the start right so that alone like the way we think and the way we kind of um just because our life different life experiences are so different you know um what we consider as what we cherish or what we appreciate like they might not and not because they don't they don't want to, it's just, they might not know, or that's not like their life experiences, but going into like what you were saying about like messages, like I appreciate, and I know when, when I shoot you a message and I get a response, it's, there's no obligation for you to, but I know it comes when, when you can, and you like, I, 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 I feel that. Right. And like, I hope you know that it's the same, um, 
respect is reciprocated, right? But a lot of, as my page started to grow and as I started to, you know, like connect with certain other pages out there, the, the the one huge takeaway is like with me and you, I believe I reached out to you and I was like, dude, this guy is cool as hell. Like that's how I felt about you, right? And I was like, man, I wanna, like I'm just because like what you see how I how I respond and how I act on the gram like in terms of like DMs and just like not the not the crazy shit I post because I know I post some crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um but just like on a on a human like an interaction and stuff like that's that's who I am, right? So I just assume everyone is kind of like that, but recently I've experienced and I've encountered some people that are not nice or rude and i'm like you know i like i don't i'm not going to engage i have this rule i'm not going to fight with strangers online i'm we're not doing all that like if you were next to me i'd probably pop you in the mouth but like i if you start acting crazy and stuff like i'm not even going to engage like what are we doing here like i'm for me to have to explain to somebody like that I know in real life, like, oh, how was your day? Oh, I got into it with somebody on the gram because of the like. What what are we doing here? We're not doing that. So, um, I don't know. I I think it's an interesting like the DMs. If it's full of people with genuine questions or you know wanting to kind of discuss like ideas or collaborate, cool, but. Anything else that's kind of it, it has me scratching my head or wondering like who raised you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the things I try to kind of avoid or I, I'm not really, you know, welcome. Like I don't welcome because it's just too much. It's not worth it. Yeah, it it, it can become exhausting. It can become, like you said, too much. It's just there there have been points. <clears throat> Excuse me. There have been points in my own personal life where my daughter has been like, Dad, like, get off your phone. You know, because because yeah. I'm looking at DMs and trying to respond. And that's when I realized, wait a minute. And this isn't this, and this may come off wrong, sounding wrong, whatever. Like I say, dumb shit. But, you know, it, it got to a point where it's like, okay, the questions that are coming through, though they are important. They are not that important. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I can get back to them later because yeah. you know, for all they know, I have not seen this yet. Um, the, you know, a lot of people don't know what time zone I'm in, even though if you listen to the beginning of this podcast, you know that I'm in Maryland because yeah. I make fun of Baltimore, Maryland girls. Um, <laughs> Macy Barber looking at you. <laughs> you better be careful now. <laughs> yeah, like she might show up and like stab me. But, um, but you know, when I, when, you know, I look at that. I'm like, okay, I need to understand that. Th- like, it's not that important. Again, when I get messages from yourself, Zach, Paige, um, Tiana, you know, it's like listing the names of people. You know, there, there's a handful of you that if I see a message from any of you all, I'm like, okay, you know, let me go check it out, see what's up, because. You know, it might be you sending me something funny to laugh at. You might, you know, be checking in. You might be, you know, going through something, you know. But when I see a message from any of you all, 
you know, that I consider friends, I'm like, let me check this out. Let me make sure they're okay. You know, now again, if my daughter's telling me to get off the phone, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm rocking with my daughter. Of course. But, you know, I'm still going to find a moment to check in, you know, and, and let you know, hey, I'm here versus, you know, the, the, the individual that might send me a message saying, hey, I have a question. Can you repost this for me? Can you post that for me? Can you do this for me? Or I have a question about jujitsu. It's like, okay, I'll get to you when I get to you, but I will yeah. get to you. Um, I, I encountered that when I put out um, a video years ago of me training because I, you know, for those who've listened, I wear a colostomy bag and I put out a video showing me training with the bag and showing me putting the bag on and just going through the tech, you know, through, through all the uh, techniques of it all. Mm-hmm. And from there, I was getting emails from people asking, you know, about that specifically and, and another video and everything. So that became a little different and weird for me too, because this was now a specific thing that I am doing within jujitsu. And, you know, there's, I don't know how many people out there are like me that's doing jujitsu, but, you know, there were enough people that were sending me messages and asking about it. So, um, but even with that, it became again a matter of understanding I have to, you know, create that distance where it's like okay i can respond to you but i have to respond at a later time versus you know if i get a message from any any of you all i'm like okay i'll at least let you know that i've seen it and that's why i always heart all messages mm-hmm. let you yeah. know that i've seen it mm-hmm. um, you know there are times i heart messages because i do genuinely like the message but i heart most messages because i want you to know that i have seen it and i'm coming back to you um but like th- this is a very different type of world than what yourself and I, you know, w- what we're used to, because like you said, we grew up without the internet, without social media, without all of the stuff. And now here it is. I mean, Facebook, I think says, Hey, you have to be 13 to sign up, but you know, everyone signed up for Facebook. So, you know, there's people making Facebooks for their kids. You know, yeah. so, like, don't do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's like Facebook, you know, tracking all that info. That's um, scary. I've like it's it's so scary just seeing what's out there. And I'm not even about to go into all like all the documentaries I've been watching, but mm-hmm. just like how deep and vast it can be for the kids. Yeah, that's that's yeah. it's gotta be monitored, but and it's shaping personalities in a weird way where mm-hmm. You know, I look at my daughter, she's four, and I, I, you know, always think about it. It's like, and honestly, I've not thought about social media for her. And, you know, I'm not shy about sharing my daughter as far as pictures. I know some people don't want to do that, and that's fine. I don't blame you. I mean, me, you know, I'm fine with, you know, sharing my daughter. Um, Oddly enough, I don't put my own face out there, though. Yeah. I'm just really bizarre about that. I think it's weird. Um. Like, I don't think my face is, like, broken or nothing. I just always feel like, eh. Because I think because I have to see it. So it's like, eh, I don't want to see me. <laughs> I feel like that's most, you know what, though? Like, most jujitsu pages or, you know, MMA page or just any meme pages, I kind of think it's weird when they start posting selfies. And that's why you won't see, you know, at least on my on my page, you won't see any of pictures of me because I just, that's not what the people want. You know, if they, 
yeah, they don't want to, and it's not, they don't want to see you. And I'm not talking about you, but I'm not trying to, I'm not following you to see like your face. I'm following you to see some funny shit or like some techniques that you posted that I must've missed from, you know, from the original like poster. But uh, I think these days clout is a very interesting thing. And uh, it's shaping, it's shaping our, uh, the way we do social media, right? Yeah, it's, it's social media is becoming a, well, I mean, not becoming, it is a weird thing, but it's becoming that thing where, like, there are, so there are people on Instagram, so I, I get a little butt hurt about the little you know, blue dot or blue check or whatever. It's like, I want one. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody else got one. But um, I see people with them and it's like, hey, wait a minute. How'd you get one? Like, I don't know who the fuck you are. You've only got 75 followers or some bullshit like that. Like, I want one. Um, That kind of deal. But it's like, but, but that's the thing with social media. There are those little things now where, you know, like there are things that I, I don't envy any one or anything because it's just like i just like what i like yeah it's like if you got something that that's like really cool i'm like dude that's really cool i mean it's not for me but that's really cool like you're you're in california where it's fucking beautiful that's pretty fucking cool i can't envy that though because you know it's like i can acknowledge that it's awesome i could you know want to check it out but i think i said this to you like a while back like I wouldn't last a day in California. Oh, you like, I would. I don't think I, I, I. So I, I look at it like I look at Detroit. Okay, what's I, your perspe- What's your perception of LA? So, so when I say I wouldn't last, and in, in, in this kind of goes to what my perception is. Mm-hmm. It's a world that I'm not used to. When I say I'm not used to, it's like it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, sunny you know, beautiful, uh, busy. And granted, I'm a city kid, but, you know, I'm from Detroit, Baltimore. You know, I'm from, like, you know, gruff shit. And and to be fair, I've not been in that world for a very long time either. Mm -hmm. I've been in Columbia, Maryland, and Millersville, Maryland, you know, for several years, like several decades. But, you know, going back to those cities. But, you know, my perspective, or, you know, my perception, you know, of, you know, California is, you know, again, it, it, it feels like it's a world in itself. Like I go there and it's like, again, just this beautiful place where everyone is, is hustling and bustling and moving and it's just busy. Um, I'm not a busy person. Like people think I'm busy. I'm not, dude, I, I, I move as slow as Christmas. <laughs> like, I I'm just like, dude. If if you're up to me and I win the lottery, I'm heading to the woods. Like I, I just want to, I just want enough money so I could be left alone. That's yeah. I, I don't really do well with crowds. I don't do well with people, which is why I think if I were to go to California, um, you know, I, I feel like I would be there for a day, maybe two days, because that first day is like you get there, you absorb it you know, the time difference is like, okay, 
this is neat. This is cool. I get there that second day. I, you know, mosey around. I know California is huge. There's a lot to it. It's like I'm I'm only interested in seeing a handful of things. Um, and it's like, okay, cool. Day three, I'm starting to want to go home now. Mm. Because I miss the 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 slow pace of Maryland. I, I miss the the um down home feeling of being here. Like when I go to Detroit, I feel the same way. I enjoy it for three days. I get up there day one. All right, I'm home. Day two, see family. Day three, all right, it's time. I'm over it. Yeah. yeah. But so that's just a personal thing for me, though. Um, so, you yeah. know, like I've I've had the luxury of uh, living abroad, and I'll tell you this: I've I've been to I've had the luxury of traveling to places around the world you're right la is has that fast pace super like people are just it, hustle bustle i think that's the perfect word because i went to new york and i was like i feel right at home it's a little you know it's just like the city it's mm-hmm. like going to this the heart of la but i felt like no no difference except it's just different things to look at right yeah. but i went to like um san francisco san jose long time ago i remember thinking damn this is this i feel like i'm in a different time zone because it's just quieter and slow paced right and um and like i said i had the luxury of living abroad um i lived in korea for a couple of years and i'll tell you one thing though every day you know because i live in la i live I live real close to like the biggest Korea town out like outside of like so the biggest Korean enclave outside of Korea is in Los Angeles, right? And every day I was in Korea, every day not a day went by I missed home. I wanted to go home so bad. And now that like I was like LA is my home, LA is my home. The food out in LA, the Korean food out in LA tastes much better. You would think it tastes better in the motherland. No, to me, like, and this is how I know, like, oh, I'm I'm American as they come, right? And I came back and I was like, oh, there's nothing like LA. There's nothing like California. And even now with this pandemic and a lot of businesses have shut down, not just here, but across America. And so many businesses are affected and how, how things are moving. But um, I, I, I noticed a lot of people leaving California, moving out of state because they're not okay with the politics or they're looking for better opportunities outside of California, right? And they go and, and they say, oh, you know, like this, this suits me better. It's, it's quieter. It's better. But I, and I, I've mentioned like, I want to leave LA, but it, I love my city. I do. And I love this state. It's crazy. And, um, it's crazy how much I love it. Maybe it's because this is all I've known. I've been here since I was five. You know, I've been here since I was a kid. I don't know anything else, but it, it, there's just nothing like the city. And now this is turning into a, you know, I, I sound like I work for the tourism of LA 
<laughs> but like I it's it it's just really the best it's the best that's that's probably also why whenever I talk to somebody and anybody bashes LA I'm like excuse you what did you just say you know and not that you were saying anything but yeah you know if you ever visit out here I will definitely make it a point to show you around because it's just it's yeah it's so nice out here and that, I think there's something to be said, though, about that feeling of, of home. Like, I've been in Maryland for thir- close to 30 years, 29 years uh-huh. um, this July. Oh, I've, I've been in Maryland. And I still get mad when people talk shit about Detroit, uh-huh. where I was born. You know, it's like, you know, like that's my city. You know, that's my home. My family's still there. Stuff like that. In Detroit, you know, from the outside, you know, and what the media feeds you, Detroit is not a pretty city. Mm-hmm. But you get into Detroit and there's this richness, there's this culture, there's this beauty to Detroit that I can't describe it, but I love it. And when we went back in 2019 for a family reunion, this was the first time I had gone to Detroit without family. And I was on my own. You know, I had my family, like my nuclear family my wife and daughter but i wasn't there you know i didn't ride up with my grandparents or my uncle and i didn't have to rely on them for transportation so we stayed downtown near all the stadiums you know we walked around and it, it just felt there was this feeling to it where i was like damn dude i fucking love my city yeah you know, i love this shit and we went over to tiger stadium watched the tigers play um you know we went over to you know where the Lions play football because you know that's right there now the Red Wings their stadium's down there now you know and it's just walking around the city it's like damn dude I love this so much but then also it clicked and it was like but I want to get back to Maryland you know I want to get back to my slow pace I want to get back to you know my life down there um so I I do get in another interesting thing I thought about when you're talking about um LA like th- that's the thing too, from an outsider perspective. When I say California, I mean LA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, for sure. So that you know, because I, I have a friend who left here in uh, Maryland. She lives in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and um, I actually have another friend who he left here and he moved to San Diego, and it's just weird. Um, you know, thinking about that, you know, I got friends that, you know, left here, they went over there and I think they're both still there. I know the, the female, she's still there. The guy, I think he's back in San Diego, but um, whenever I think about, you know, them being there and it's like, you know, I, I hope they're doing well, you know, but I also think too, it's like, wow, they're over in California where it's crazy. It's so busy. And it's like, nah, she's up in San Francisco and I believe that's a little bit more chill He's in San Diego. That's definitely um, more chill. So, you know, it's these things where I'm like, you know, Los Angeles is California to me, but I know that California has so much more um, to offer in terms of just what you're looking at. Like my favorite tree is, you know, the, the giant redwoods. And my wife has always wanted to take me, you know, out to see those. And I'm like, yeah, it's not that big a deal. It's like, I liked them, but you know, it's not a big deal, but you know, just knowing you know, when I think about California, it's like, oh, are those in LA too? You know, are those, you know, down there by the Staples Center? No, because that's again what I think when I think 
California is LA. I think the Lakers, I think the Dodgers, Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think about, you know, the, the sports history there, U, UCLA, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, dude, like there's so much more to California. Yeah, I know. But what I know of California is LA and it's really busy. I was like, well, maybe, you know, I honestly, when you said my favorite trees out there, I, I honestly thought you were about to say palm trees. Cause <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was about to cut you off, but I was like, no, no, no let him say it. And I was like, Redwood. Okay. I don't think I've seen one. No, <laughs> I, I, like I, our streets are lined with palm trees. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, go, like go to Florida. It's a closer trip. Like, yeah. like chill. Um, no, like, I, I don't, I think, I don't know why. Like, I think I read about like sequoias, like giant redwoods, like when I was in third grade, I was like, oh, I like that. Yeah. And just stuck with it. I don't know. Like a lot of things I like, is just based off of me just saying, oh, okay, that fits. We'll go with it. Like, what's your favorite color? Pink, purple. Why? I don't know. Seems, seems okay. Like I'm, I'm threatened. I'm daring somebody to threaten me over it. So I don't know. Fuck them. But yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's definitely a, a bizarre just feeling of moving from one time zone to the other, one state to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Maryland is a different breed of human. And, you know, going anywhere else, it just always feels so different. Even except for when I went to Cleveland, it didn't feel much different than Maryland. But Cleveland, the people in Cleveland look like they're from Cleveland. And I'll let you decipher that how you want to, but like, like we're like we couldn't get out of there fast enough. I think I almost got a ticket speeding out. Like my wife was like, "You're about to get us a ticket." I was like, "Nah, baby, we're about to hit the highway. Hold on, buckle up." Um, I did not want to be there much longer. No, I I hear you. I went on a, I, I went on a trip, and um, it was to Arizona, and. I remember it was real quick. Like we had to, we were literally in and out within, it was like a 48 hour thing. I remember thinking this is Arizona. Like I looked around and I was like, I, I felt like I was in a different country. I felt like I was in a different time zone. The people there were very different for some reason. It just felt like, um, you know, in like, like movies, you watch movies and, um, people go to like a new new city and they don't know what's going on. And then like, you, you know, imminent danger is about to happen and most of them are going to get murdered soon. Yes. Like that's the vibes that I got when I went there and it wasn't like we got an Airbnb, everything else in between. Like when we got there, we're checking into the Airbnb and like what had happened and what I'd seen was very, it was very different. It, it felt very like, I know this is America, but this doesn't, I, I know for a fact we're not in California anymore, you know, and it's not because of the license plates that give it away, but just there was something that, w- there was something that was off about it. So I don't know. But yeah. That's what I felt in Colorado. Mm. When I went to Colorado, it did not feel, well, first of all, there's big ass fucking mountain looking at me. So that, that really fucked with my head. I was, I think I was four maybe I might I might have been 16 you know but I'm, I'm like what the fuck is this uh-huh. um but Colorado did not feel like reality to me I mm-hmm. I enjoyed my time there like I, I haven't been back and I want to go back but it was just one of those things where it was like 
this is not the real world. This can't be the real world because yeah. something feels off. Yeah. It, it was enjoyable though, but it's just like, but I think that also goes though, for, especially for me, because I'm a kid who hasn't traveled a lot. Mm. So for me to see anything else off of the East Coast, especially for me to see anything else, it is a different world to me. So I, you know, I don't know, you know, and that's one thing that I'm trying to, make for my life and for my daughter is to see different experiences and go different places um especially off of the east coast you know we've been on the east coast you know I, i've been on the east coast all my life is the only place i've lived like in the midwest um mm-hmm. detroit and maryland and delaware so you know traveling to things you know i've been to you know whenever they had a little thing like you know check all the states have you been to if you look at my list it's all along the east coast and yeah. in colorado <laughs> it's like oh well, you really haven't branched out much, have you? Oh, yeah, no, not really. But, you know, it, it it's it is what it is and I accept it. But that's something I do want to explore just in, in my remaining years is, you know, see different places, even if it's just within the continental USA, you know, yeah. other states. But um I'm gonna go ahead and wrap us up here because I got yes. a lot of this. Um so um Shout outs. What you got for me there? Shout outs, huh? Um, uh, please follow my page at BJJ for the culture. Uh, I post jujitsu stuff, stuff I want to see, stuff I want you to see. Give it a give it a shot. Give it a like, please. Yeah, I you know I I co-sign. Like I'm a frequent follower, uh, a frequent reposter. So mm-hmm. appreciate a. that check it out y'all um you know and thank you stephanie for coming on and being my guest we're going to do this again because like i said um in the parts i'm going to edit out (laughs) we've got we've got a lot more to talk about yes Um, we've we've got we've got some stories i know that we both want to share i always say some wacky shit in in the dms it's like we need to save that for the podcast right so we're gonna both uh dig into some some goofy tales um and actually i'll message you like, let's set up something sooner rather than later because mm-hmm. uh, this was fun i i like talking with you it, it was a lot of fun and this was great i i had fun um like i said we do have some stories so i think it'll be fun to dig into that absolutely so yeah. um what i'm gonna do is go ahead uh you know get that set up for us upcoming but um everybody that's been listening as always thank you so much um you know i've been having a lot of fun doing this uh the last episode was a little bit different and it was a lot of fun for me i know the sound quality was a little goofy because it was uh, recorded all at different times um different equipment but i'm going to do something else similar to that another compilation episode um with some other guests and some other questions so stay tuned for that um, otherwise, you know, always feel free to reach out to me, bjj.wiki on Instagram and often as podcast on Instagram. I'm on Facebook too. I don't, you know, really mess with it a whole bunch. I post there, but I don't do a lot of interacting there. I mostly interact on Instagram. Um, also make sure you go check out soon the BJJ. That's my buddy, Zach. Um, he's got some, some big projects coming up soon. So keep an eye on him. Also check out, uh, the deep half podcast. That's what, uh, uh, Tourette's. I forget the names right now. Oh, 
uh that's with um at my bjj is okay at danny patrick bjj and chits bitch so i uh, make sure you check those guys out and um that's really it so if y'all got any questions concerns feel free to reach out to me i'm friendly i like to talk um otherwise thank you all and y'all keep listening i'm going to keep recording this